I just found this somewhere. I think it's a stamp. Uh, I want to say that's from, I think that's a, a prop from the Diabetes Tour Guide. Uh, that is? <laughs> would be my guess. I just found that on my desk. I'd, I'd rather talk about that than uh, <laughs> my birthday. I'd rather talk about Mr. Rogers. Well, uh, man, I tell you what, we've got we've got a crew here tonight in the comments. Everyone's wishing you such yeah. a happy birthday, and um, and you know, Mark made a an, an ambitious gate uh, guess on your uh, on your age. Um, and I eighty nine. I'm eighty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, this year, uh, I, I believe it's 69, isn't it? 69. Yeah. Uh, well, i tell you what, we've got, we got 49 people in here. Uh, thank you, Barbara, man. I, I, I wish I could, I want to make sure you get to, to see all these, uh, just so many, you know, wonderful, uh, beautiful. Thank you, Sherry. I mean, oh, this is just you. so sweet. Uh, guys, y'all are awesome. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Katie's in here. Katie, what's going on? Great to see you. Uh, Diane, what's up? Holly, what's up? Uh, you know what? It's, it's so fun. And, and, you know, you guys know, uh, doc is my dad. Uh, and, uh, one of the great joys of my life is getting to, is getting to, to, to work with you. And, and, and I get to celebrate your birthday with you in this way. And I get to celebrate it with 53 people here tonight. I feel like we're in a, uh, uh, in a convention hall, uh, answering health questions and, and, and celebrating your day, man. This is, this is, this is fun for me. Well, I appreciate it. I can't believe you even want to work with me. So it's, it's a good compliment. Thank you. Uh, um, it's honestly, it, it's, um, again, I, I can't even, I can't overstate, uh, how lucky I am uh, to get to do this. Uh, Montana, what's going on? Great to see you. It is, is, uh, please tell me Montana, is it your birthday? Whose birthday is it today over there? Montana's from our West Knoxville office, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pretty upset if I missed a birthday over there. Uh, let's, uh, you know what, Lori, you got so many. Can you see those? Can you see the comments? Uh, on the yeah. side there. Wow! Look wow. at this. I'm just now looking at them. Wow! Look Thank at you this. For the that's a happy birthday. That's wonderful. That's right. Okay, so Montana's was January sixth. All right, cool, cool. And uh, April's and Amber's are coming up. That's awesome. Uh, Angie, thank wonderful. you. Uh, well, guys, we're answering health and wellness questions tonight uh, in, in addition to celebrating uh, Doc's birthday. And, um, uh, and you know, we'll have to – if we can sing through the comments, we will. We'll, we'll figure out a way to do it. He said no. No singing. He no said singing. no singing. Um, uh, but he, he did say that, you know, we can, we can answer health and wellness questions. Is that still – Yes. Yeah, or play guitar if you want. You can play guitar. <laughs> Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, I see seven sea surfer, uh, over on, uh, Instagram, uh, goodness gracious, colonial Heights dental group. Thank you guys. Uh, I love these guys uh, being with us tonight. Um, look at that. Look at those. We got, Oh, this is crazy. I didn't put that up there. <laughs> uh, well, I tell you what, uh, uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight on, on Dr. Rogers birthday. Um, let's, let's get to some questions, man. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, let's get to some questions. I hope I can answer them. Uh, let's see why well, I think you're getting more, more wisdom with age. Is that true? If you don't, something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if you don't get more wisdom with age, there's nothing that beats experience in well, my opinion. So well, what one, but before we get into these questions here, we got one on Humira, uh, coming up. Um, how was it in office day? Uh, was oh, it, it was a great day. Was it a we good, a was it a day. good birthday work day? 
Yeah. Yeah, I always like to work on my birthday because uh, it's just fun. People bring you balloons, and I, I had treats in my office all day. Katie made me a big blueberry pie, and it was just wonderful. Yeah, everybody, That's awesome. everybody was great. That it was is fun. That is Thank so you. cool. Uh, uh, man, shout out to everybody who got to uh, go to the Kingsport office today. Uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you for the for the team over there uh, making Doc feel special. And uh, gosh, all 65, you guys are, are making uh, me feel special just because it's it's my dad's birthday and y'all are hanging out with us. Um, all right, let's get this first question here, Doc. Um, and like I said, if, if you're with us live tonight, uh, we're answering health and wellness questions. If you have a question for Doc, go ahead and put that in the comments. Uh, we will do our best to get to every single one. Uh, this one's on Humira. I've been on Humira for a few months for rheumatoid arthritis, and it's working great. The rheumatologist was giving me samples, trying to get me to age 65 in June. Okay? Goes on to say- Congratulations. Happy birthday. That's a big one. It is a big one. Medicare. Uh, you, you enroll in Medicare, <laughs> uh, which I've been on now for four years. Um, uh, so. it, it, this is around kind of a, a, a Medicare birthday type question because it goes on to say, I have private insurance, but they will not cover and the drug companies will not help because I have insurance. So they already have insurance. They can only give the newer similars, uh, which I'm interpreting as uh, kind of newer generic uh, Humira, essentially. Uh, question is, do you think this yeah. would be okay? New scares me a little in our world today. Your thoughts would be really appreciated. Uh, well, we really appreciate this question because um, I know this is helping yeah, more than just question. one person. That's a good question because, you know, a, bio, a biologic drug like Humira is a type of drug that targets um, something in your body, like a reaction in your body, like in inflammation in, the, in most cases with Humira. Um, so it's really, a, it's, it's a, it's a really great medicine for people with a lot of, um, autoimmune diseases, especially rheumatoid arthritis, which can be debilitating. So it's a, what's called a disease modifying, um, drug. It doesn't cure it, but it just tampens down, tampens down the immune response through, uh, acting on different uh, different biologic act on different things in, in the body. And it's, they kind of block uh, the body's response. In this case, inflammation. Mm. I, don't, I don't remember if it hits the um, tumor necrosing factor, TNF factor, or, or which pathway it blocks down, but or inflammatory cytokine blocking medicine. But um, in the biosimilars, all that means is that really it's, that it's a generic a biologic that's called a biosimilar so basically it's it's another company it's not the brand name uh, so they can sell it for a lot cheaper i think humera was the uh, biggest grossing or has been the biggest grossing drug in history uh, but up until now i'm pretty sure uh, i think manjaro will overtake that yeah. um, probably pretty soon but it has been a great drug for a lot of people you know they're making a lot of progress with treating a lot of these autoimmune diseases, especially in rheumatology. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, the quality control may not be what Humira is, but certainly I would be okay with it. I mean, it's just like um, taking a generic medicine versus a brand name. 
you know, it's going to be because it's not going to be a, affordable for most people that uh, would have to pay for this drug. Mm. So it's now available as a generic brand, but the, you know, they, they do rigorous testing. And matter of fact, I had a drug rep that came to my office yesterday and he was selling uh, or detailing Farsiga medicine we use for um, diabetes. And so he told me, Hey, and now it's that it's coming out in generic. We make the generic also. So he was promoting both the brand name and the generic. That's the first time a drug rep's ever done that to me. That was yesterday. So in a lot of cases, these generics are made by the same people that make the, the brand name. I don't know if that's the case with the Humira or not, but it's possible. So the technology's there, the patents kind of elapsed. And so it becomes affordable for most, most people. So I wouldn't hesitate to use it. Um, I wouldn't, I don't think it's going to, make a huge difference. See though, I mean, even a tiny little difference could make, could have a different side effect or may not be as potent um, as the brand name, but I certainly wouldn't be afraid to try it personally, mm. um, to be honest with you. Uh, great question. And uh, that's, uh, I, I love those types of questions because they're uh, give us a little context and, great uh, and I know people, people are going through that and we, and we don't talk enough about it. Um, uh, with, with certain insurance. I don't blame you, especially yeah. for something like that. I mean, you know, it's worked great for you. You're hesitant yeah. to change because something's a little different. Yeah. Um, it may not be exactly the same as something they call it similar for a reason. Right. It may, it may have a little different, uh, filler in it or a vehicle, uh, that type of thing. But uh, I certainly would not be afraid to use it. Uh, thank you for that question. Uh, great answer there, Doc. Uh, Ginger, I see you. Thank you. Uh, on behalf of Doc, uh, Tiffany, I see your question. Thank you, Tarana. I uh, hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Thank you. Um, great question there. Uh, Matt, I see you. Kathy, I see you. You guys are so sweet. Uh, Doc, you're getting so many birthday wishes. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank I hope, you. I hope you're able to see these uh, in the in the background there. Thank you, guys. Y'all are so sweet. Thank you. Um, let's, let's get to this right here. Um, this is a question around statins and, and, um, and, and I love it because, uh, I think, I don't know that we can talk enough about this because I know how you feel around statins and how unique it is to each patient. So, uh, question is what changes can I make to get off a statin? My doctor is very adamant that I need us, uh, need this. It came over on Instagram. Thank you guys. Um, obviously you know, you might need some more context here, but how would you, how would you kind of talk about this? Well, first of all, I'm not totally against statins. Some people think uh, I'm totally against them. You know, in certain cases I use them. I use these very low dose of a water soluble one like with suvastatin, but um, in certain cases they're helpful, not really because they bring your cholesterol down, which they do, but also because there's some evidence that it, um, helps more by decreasing inflammation. So in certain cases, I will use them, but I'm not as liberal in using them as most doctors. Most doctors just don't look into it quite as deeply, like the particle size, the APOB, um, all the different things. And there's, there can be side effects from statins, no doubt. I mean, there can be quite a few side effects um, from liver damage to muscle damage to uh, worsening your 
maybe even causing, you know, hyperglycemia, diabetes. Uh, there's been some uh, questions about what it does uh, with maybe increasing your risk of dementia. Um, so there's a lot of things that you have to look in, into. So you, in other words, I just don't, your cholesterol is 240. Here's your Lipitor. I just don't do it that way. You have to have risk factors and um, you have to look at the particle size. Uh, so I don't blame you for getting off a of statin, certainly if you're having a side effect from it or you're just scared of them. Um, but remember, as I always tell people, um, this when you, a doctor-patient interaction is one of mutual decision-making with the patient being the ultimate decision-makers. So, you know, um, so you have a reason to ask why. Mm -hmm. You always should ask, well, why am I on this when I have no other risk factors? My cholesterol's mildly elevated. And uh, so get a good explanation. And then you can always get a second opinion on it. It's your body. It's your life. You don't have to do anything any doctor tells you. Um, believe me, but so say you want to get off a of statin. A lot of people think, well, if I eat a low cholesterol diet, my 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 blood cholesterol is going to come down. Not not really so much. That doesn't work too well. If you just totally cut out your cholesterol foods like eggs, um, then your liver just starts cranking out more. You know, a lot of people do have a generic form of hyperlipidemia where um, their liver just cranks out more than they really need familial hypercholesterolemia. Um, but if, if it's having side effects and uh, you don't think you need it, if you don't have a lot of risk factors, the risk aren't worth the benefits to you, um, then certainly um, you can get off of it and use something different. I mean, certainly you could use something like Zetia, which is not a statin, which really works more uh, on the absorption of cholesterol than uh, blocking down the production through your liver like a statin. Uh, so you could try that. That's a prescription medicine. Um, you could certainly try other things like one of my favorites for bringing out cholesterol um, naturally would be tocotrienols, which is a special form of vitamin E, um, which I'm going to do a deep dive on vitamin E. Somebody asked me a question last week about vitamin E which forms these, there's a lot of different forms of vitamin E and tocotrienols are, are a vitamin E cousin. And as opposed to tocopherols, which you think of as, most people think of that as vitamin E, but, um, but anyway, I like, I do like the tocotrienols to, um, that works pretty well. I just don't see side effects from it either. Garlic, um, you know, you could use hawthorn. There's a lot of herbals that can make a difference. Um, you know, certainly nothing ever replaces uh, what you eat and a good exercise program. Um, so I look at it from a broad perspective. Um, number one, I don't freak out just because your cholesterol is a little high at all. Your body needs cholesterol. And I take a lot of people off of them because their cholesterol has been driven too low. Remember hormones, all hormones come from cholesterol. Mm. Yeah. You know, you have in that steroid pathway, you have uh, cholesterol goes into testosterone, goes into estradiol, goes into progesterone. You know, the mother hormone is really pregnant alone, but 
So cholesterol is certainly a precursor to all the other hormones, cortisol, et cetera. So you need it. You don't need to bottom it out either. Um, again, more importantly is, is what your APOB number is, which uh, represents the size, uh, of the, the mixed size of the uh, LDL cholesterol particles. Um, so um, try that, and certainly it's your right. You know, a lot of things, another thing too was, I was listening to one of Dr. Atia's uh, comments this past weekend on statins. And, you know, he's for statins. He likes to drive your APOB really low. Um, but uh, there's trade-offs to that because a lot of side effects. The only way you can drive it that low is by use of the statin. Um, and maybe one of the PC, PCKS inhibitors. But... Um, you know, there's no re reason to drive up your doses. You really don't know, need to go over 20 milligrams of any of these things, I don't think. Um, you just don't get the, the benefits uh, of going up into these high doses. So, you know, if you have to have it, you have a lot of risk factors, use the lowest dose you can, preferably use a water-soluble one, like Resuvastatin, Crestor. Um, but look at it in that way. There's some alternatives, certainly uh get off your statin and see where your baseline is by getting a cleveland heart panel and looking at the or berkeley heart panel and look at the you know where the breakdown is uh, where your problem is a lot of times you you're, where your problem is really low hdl which a statin doesn't help makes it worse um, or maybe your problems triglycerides so you gotta you know there's a knee-jerk reaction by a lot of doctors to put you on this on these statins and you know, it's, it shouldn't be a knee-jerk reaction. It should be a well-thought-out plan assessing all your risk factors, looking at your coronary calcium, your blood pressure, insulin resistance numbers, um, family history, uh, things like that. So um, look into it a little deeper and go for a second opinion if you want. Yeah, and I love that you said that about the second opinion. I think that's important for all of us in here to – uh, to hear. And, uh, you know, one thing I'm hearing is just let's be more thoughtful around statins. And uh, so I really appreciate this question. Uh, I hope that answer, you know, helps a bunch of people in here uh, tonight. Uh, and if you guys need any uh, clarity, uh, please, you know, put a follow-up question in there around statins. Uh, it's a it's a topic that, that I know we can't talk enough about because, um because they're so popular for one. <laughs> so they are, uh, you know, this is a dirty little secret, but doctors get bonused indirectly and rated higher. The more statins they use, which is really unfortunate. It's not even what the, what it brings your cholesterol down to. It's whether you put that patient on a statin, you get a ranking. And a lot of times if you're in a paper performance model in primary care, uh, you're, you really, you're really going to, screw yourself by not using one. So you got to be a very honest doctor knowing when you shouldn't do this. So um, don't let those type of things, they shouldn't, they, that shouldn't, that should be off the table. So that's a dirty little secret about use of statins and really blood pressure medicines as well. And uh, maybe diabetic drugs. So um, it's kind of unfortunate. Uh, that's, that's one reason that I, run a cash practice. Matter of fact, if you listen to that podcast with Rogan yep. and Bueller yep. from a few weeks ago, who's very knowledgeable, this Bueller guy is not a physician, but he's worked in 
in medical care for many years and different wearing different hats, but he explains what's happened to our healthcare system better than anybody I've ever listened to. So it's well worth that listen when you listen to him. And and near the end he goes, the only way, the only possible way a primary care doctor can be a, an excellent doctor is to is to do cash. And I agree with that. You know, mm-hmm. 18 years later, I'm glad I did. It certainly makes me a better doctor and gives me more time. I don't have to be influenced by insurance companies or directives or things like that. So um, take that for what it's worth. Um, and if you guys uh, will, we'll probably need to, to link that episode um, uh, in the comments at some point, because it was, it's, it's powerful. And we think, you know, one of the purposes of this show here is to, is to, uh, is to equip you guys with the tools you need in order to make good, you know, healthcare decisions. Um, so, uh, thank you for for bringing that up, Doc. Um, Your average person's jaw will drop when they listen to that if they don't know much about the healthcare system. Yeah. Um, yeah. These you know, are, the number these are tools one the number one patients. bad boys are the insurance companies. Is it? You know, they're they're getting it from every end. Yeah. You know, they are not going to lose their their profit. Their only motive is profit. Um, it's, there's no it's, doubt about that. I see Lisa's wanting that uh, link. We'll we'll put that in the comments, Lisa, uh, over on Facebook. Uh, Carter, what's going on? Great to see you. Uh, golly, we're, I'm seeing so many you know friends in here, uh, uh, so many of our team members in here. Thank you guys uh, so much. We got 72 with us tonight. Uh, we're we're celebrating Dr. Rogers' birthday uh, uh, and doing what we do every single Tuesday by answering your questions. Uh, thank you guys uh, for being here. Susan, I see you. Uh, Tanya, I see you. Uh, Tamara, thank you. Um, so many. This is this is so cool. So. Uh, it, for those who don't know, if, there, if there's anyone here who's new to the show, uh, we do this every Tuesday at 7, and uh, we put up, uh, uh, we have a couple different shows that we put up every Tuesday, and, and uh, this week uh, we had, like, some of our some of our best ones went up this week, uh, oddly enough, and uh, and this was a, a favorite of mine, and Doc, I, 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 I want to ask you more about this, and uh but the Common Sense MD was on addiction medicine with Dr. Chip Backus uh, at Emmaus uh, Medical Counseling, and uh, and he was just amazing. Uh, I listened to that, and um, in one, just I could I could literally hear his heart for these patients who struggle with uh, with substance use. And um, one, if there's anyone in here tonight who knows somebody uh, who struggles with addiction, or or maybe you do yourself. Uh, I'd really encourage you to listen to that, and um, uh, Dr. Dr. Backus really comes at it with with uh, just a, a very multifaceted approach, and 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 one that uh, I really appreciate. And Doc, you did a great job with that interview. That was a really really fun one to watch. Oh, that was a good one to do. He's he's a fantastic yeah. person and does it for the right reasons, and you know, really sheds a lot of light on. Uh, addictions and and what's can be done for it medically um in the right way yeah he certainly does it the right way so uh yeah, shout good. out to, to to dr Backus and uh on explain this the star of the show robin riddle uh is explaining why you should choose performance medicine and and i just love this episode uh i need to listen to that i said yes. i to this one that's great yes it was a really really fun episode to do and um and 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 her passion uh, really spoke in, in this episode around functional medicine and uh, and kind of the variety of services that performance medicine 
uh, offers and can help patients with. So uh, if you guys uh, don't know uh, everything that uh, performance medicine does or an office like performance medicine, uh, there's uh, functional medicine clinics all over uh, the country. And, and I really think Robin does a, a great job in this episode uh, detailing uh, you know, what type of service that is. And, you know, uh, as well as, you know, the quick care stuff we do, the aesthetic stuff. I, I know Amber's in here tonight, uh, do a lot of injecting and a lot of, uh, medical aesthetics. So it was super, it was super cool to do with her. And, um, and, you know, obviously, uh, I, I'm, I'm biased and have a, a, a huge passion for performance medicine and everything that it stands for, but, uh, we get into the cash only part and why that's important to patients. And uh, so I, I, I'd encourage everybody in here tonight uh, to, to, to listen to that at some point. It doesn't have to be uh, today or tomorrow, but uh, super cool episode with, with Robin uh, on Explain This. And I'm seeing people getting, uh, we got questions coming in. Thank you guys so much. Um, uh, Justin, thank you for that, uh, uh, for that comment um, over on YouTube. Kristen, I see you. Steven, I see you. Um, we, um, I, I want to put this up for, you know, the, uh, the diabetes tour guide here. We're going to get to live questions here in just a second. Um, my brother Andy does a, has a YouTube channel called the diabetes tour guide. And, uh, this week, uh, he did an interview with Lynn's Edwards, um, who is, uh, actually a well-known actor. Uh, uh literally you, you need to look up his IMD, IM, IM, is it IMDB, IMBD? Uh, but he's a, a well-known actor, and he talks about uh, living with type 1. Um, and I, I don't know if there's any parents of type 1 in, uh, uh, in here tonight, or uh, maybe there's somebody with type 1. Uh, but he was diagnosed at age 2, and uh, he's literally lived a, a lifetime with it. And um, he goes over a very um, kind of a, a, a heartfelt uh, conversation around, you know, some of that struggle and um, – uh, and, and how he abused uh, type 1. So Andy did a great job with that interview. I was super proud of him. Um, he was, wasn't he on the Hunger Games or what else? Is, he's been on some pretty big stuff, hadn't he? I think maybe Nashville was one. The, yeah, he was on that show too. Yeah. Um, and maybe the Hunger Games, but it was it was super fun. This guy was so honest and a um, uh, huge shout out to Lens. Thank you so much for doing that uh, that interview and uh, shout out to my brother Andy um, with, uh, for um for hosting that. That was really, really cool. Um, we're going to get to, to live questions, guys. Uh, thank you all for uh, being with us this evening. Velma, I see your question. Um, we're going to get to everyone tonight. Uh, and team, uh, if you're if I'm missing something, let, let me know. Uh, we'll, we'll try to, uh, I'll try not to miss any because I'm looking, uh, I see my Instagram people as well. Uh, we're going to start over on YouTube one step forward. I have a friend that was diagnosed with ALS. Her symptoms from the beginning are getting worse. She now has a feeding tube and weighs under 100 pounds. Her symptoms are muscle twitching, throat spasms, difficulty swallowing and talking, tongue quivers, and right vocal cord doesn't work. Lots more. Is there anything you can do to help her? Um, man, I'm so sorry. Um, one step forward. Uh, Doc, what's your, what's your thoughts on this? This is around uh, ALS. Yeah. <sighs> You know, I wish I could tell you there was something I could do to help her. But, um, you know, medically, um, there's a lot of stuff in the pipeline. Um, from what I hear, it's all experimental. Nothing's been proven to really uh, cure this. Um, 
but it's a toughie. We, we just lost a good friend this past weekend with ALS, and it's just tough. You know, when I heard the news of his passing, he suffered for four years from it, and, um, you know, I really just was relieved for him, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, our prayers go out to you, and and certainly – did to him and last time I talked to him the only thing he could do was communicate he, he the technology in in allowing these people to live longer than they ordinarily would um has been incredible um where he like last time I spoke with him he certainly couldn't talk but he could just look at a keyboard and his eyes would focus on a letter He'd spell it out for me. So I would just read what he was trying to tell me. Yeah. And uh, he was always really faithful to the end and uh, just admirable, really just incredibly admirable. And so were the people who were his family and friends that, uh, you know, pushed him in races and things like that. But it's just sad. You know, yeah. I, I wish there was something, you know, that, that you know, it sounds like it's, um, pretty well into it. There's a lot of things that people read about, but personally, and I've known several that have had it, and I've never seen anything that worked that good, to be honest with you. Um, I hate to be such a downer about it, but um, I, wish, I wish I could say something positive. I just can't, uh, you know. Uh, one step forward, we're going to be you know, praying for your friend, and, and we certainly appreciate you uh, asking this question on behalf of her. And, um, Doc, thank you for that answer. It's, it's a, you know, probably not one that, you know, one step forward, one to hear. Um, but, but thank you for, for putting that in there. And, and, and like I said, we're going to be praying for your friend. Um, yeah. thank, thank you so much for putting that question in. Um, guys, we're going to keep going here. If you guys have a question for Dr. Rogers, uh, go ahead and put it in the comments. Um, let's see here where we're at. Um, let's see. I'm going to there we go with uh, Deborah over on Facebook. Thank you, Deborah. A uh, friend tested positive after 15 days of COVID. Thought this was a long time to be testing positive. Is this a common thing, uh, a common thing with COVID? So this is around testing. And um, uh, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's not too it's not too unusual. Hopefully they're getting over it if they're still symptomatic after 15 days of it. Certainly they need some treatment because they probably have a bacterial superinfection. And um so it depends on the symptoms. The testing, I don't really care too much about. The tests are terrible anyway. They're extremely unreliable. Um, you know. They're not even sure how many cycles are in these things. If they run, they run up the cycle time. So even I have a feeling even the colds are going to show positive for COVID the way they test these days. Um, so they're inaccurate. Just look at the clinical side, how are they doing? If they're sick and need treatment, no matter if they have a COVID, the flu, RSV, bronchitis, a cold, whatever, um, you know, they need treatment for it if they're still sick after 15 days because you can get other things that kind of hop in on on that. 
you know, once your immune system's knocked back a little bit, you're more susceptible to picking up these other bugs. So if they're doing great, and don't worry about all the testing. You know, if you feel great, don't even test. You know, that's my, um, because, you know, you're not, unless you're, especially that far out, if you're not running fever or coughing all over everybody, you're not going to be contagious anyway, um, unless you're symptomatic. I mean, there's a whole lot of rhetoric that went around that was completely wrong uh, during the COVID days, but certainly COVID's still around. Yeah. It's all over the place. I mean, we, we still treat it. It just doesn't seem to be as um, bad as it was. I know it's not. I mean, you know, if people are dying these days of COVID, there's something else going on. Um, or that, they just let it go and didn't treat, a, a, treat the bacterial super infection or taking an antiviral so if they're fine and you're still testing probably quit testing yeah you know what use is it uh deborah thank you for that and this actually goes uh right along uh with what you're saying doc with uh what's going around right now um coal miner's daughter is asking uh how bad has flu a been for your patients i had it two weeks ago i was in er three times sickest i've ever been i do have pots and autoimmune issues wasn't able to walk for five days. It was awful. Uh, Cole Myers, I, I hope I hope you're getting better. I uh, hope you're feeling better. Uh, we'll certainly pray for you. Um, that sounds that sounds awful, um, Doc. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, it's it's been yeah. I mean, the people who've had that have been way sicker than the COVID patients that I've seen. You know, in the last two months, uh, for sure. Hopefully, you got some Tamiflu. You know. You know, flumidine, one of those, uh, and hit it early. If if you didn't hit it early, it doesn't work. You got to hit it within the first twenty four to forty eight hours at the least. But um, you know, you can get pretty sick with it. Um, now hopefully, you got treated for it. You know, especially if you have POTS and autoimmune disease, your immunity is probably a little bit weakened. Um, and yeah, I mean, you can get really sick sick with that I, I, it sounds like you're better um i always hit people pretty hard whether it's flu a b which tends to be worse or rsv or covid i always hit it pretty hard with with everything we have from the get-go you know including all the high dose vitamins and i always put people on zithromax you know it's a uh, you know, even though it's an antibacterial agent, I think it works for for viruses. I've just seen it so many times. Uh, I think it's helpful for that too. And with COVID, they kind of proved that. Um, but at least, you know, by observational studies. So hopefully you're better, but yeah, I've seen some really sick people, way sicker than the other ones. Uh, um, thank you for putting that in there, Cole Meister. We hope you we hope you're feeling better. Um, keep us, keep us updated. Um, let's get to, uh, one, one question I will ask, uh, you doc is, will you jam with Holly's dad at some point? You know, what's your, <laughs> can we, yeah, definitely will. can we organize this? I talked to Holly's dad today and man, he's on a different level than I am, but, um, I think, we yeah, need I definitely, I definitely want to, I want to get the band back together. <laughs> okay. Uh, Holly, let's make that happen. We need to get the band back together. Uh, get this jam. Yeah, your, dad, your dad's awesome. We had, a, <laughs> we had a good little chat. We ended up take, talking more about guitars than we did. Um, and the Beatles, he's a huge Beatles fan, as I am. 
than we did in Madison, but he's in good shape. That's you awesome. Yeah, he, uh, he had impressive blood work in Cleveland and uh, certainly really enjoyed uh, talking to him a lot. I wish I had more time, but um, uh, yeah, thank, it was fun. Thank you, Holly, for putting that in there. Uh, let's get to uh, Holly. He, he told me, as a matter of fact, he told me a funny story on you that I'll have to tell you later on, but <laughs> when you were a kid, he had some, he had a couple of funny stories about you. I thought they're <laughs> hilarious. Uh, thank you for being here, Holly. Uh, let's get to Rick's question here on YouTube. Uh, I just started semaglutide for weight loss, taking 25 units weekly, uh, 25 units once weekly. What's your thoughts on fasting a couple days after taking semaglutide? I inject on Sunday and fast Monday and Tuesday. Uh, thanks, thanks for the question, Rick. Um, it's a good question. Yeah, I'm okay. I like fasting. Um, well, if you can do a if you can do a water fast uh, two days in a row, um, that's pretty good. You know, unless you're dropping on your sugars, if you're really insulin resistant, meaning your insulin's too high, doesn't work as well, and you're getting hypoglycemic, you got to be careful with that. But make sure that your electrolytes are good. You're drinking plenty of electrolyte mix and and all but yeah more power to you definitely going to lose more weight that way um i, I really like fasting mm. even if it's just intermittent fasting but uh kudos to you if you can fast for two days straight you know with just a water fast that's pretty impressive um i've done it and it's hard um, uh, rick thank you for putting that in i love um these different strategies along with uh, the semaglutides, the Ozempics, the Manjaros. I'm gonna put this up here. Uh, my man Brandon, uh, one of my hey, one Brandon, of my best you. buddies, is uh, is with us tonight. And I, I just want to give a shout out to Texcare. Um, Texcare, you know, I, Brandon does the spiel better than me, but it is the future. Um, so Brandon, thank you for for hanging out with us tonight. I need to get him on a podcast. We need that. to no. we need to get Brandon on the podcast. Brandon, can we make we'll that get, happen? Work it up, Brandon. Um, Brandon is a great tennis player and a great pickleball player. Yep. Yep. You know, the, the, the sport of the future, pickleball. I agree. I agree. I got, I think it's a, I got my Jula. My, is it a Jula? It's a Jula. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Not, not to be confused with it. I think a Jula is a vape too. It's not a vape. vape yeah. Vape's not good for you. You got a, a it's a pad that I got Ben for Christmas. Yeah. I'm hoping it improves his game. Uh, Let's get to, uh, thank you, Brandon, for, for being with us tonight. I know you're, I know you're uh, uh, on, a, on a work um, uh, trip, so thank you for taking the time. Uh, Tarana here is on Facebook, and, I, and you're saying I'm pronouncing it right. Thank you. Uh, Tarana is saying, does performance medicine do brain mapping? Um, that's an interesting question. Not at this time, not at this time, but it's a very, it's, a, it's kind of a new thing that's going on, and there's a lot of good strategies for, look at my dog here coming up, trying to get on here on the show. She likes to lick me, lick my neck. But, uh, but yeah, brain mapping something that's really interesting, fascinating. And, you know, there's a lot of things that they can do with stimulation, uh, whether it be, uh, different modalities like ultrasound, uh, magnetic therapy, where say you take somebody that has PTSD and uh, you find out through brain mapping that they're not getting those signals from the, you know, their, their uh, the base of their brain to, to their uh, prefrontal cortex. And they're doing things that can really enhance that. Um, 
even they're using psychedelics for this too. So it's really interesting what's going on. But at this point, no. But you know, every meeting we go to, there's always somebody out there yeah. uh, doing it. I, I'm kind of waiting until I, I do a little more research on it and and see the results. But so, certainly, it's it's an awesome thing. Uh, thank you, Toronto, for putting that in there. I uh, love talking about uh, you know where uh, health and wellness is going, all the new innovations. Um, that's super cool. We're, we'll for sure be talking more and more about that. Um, let's see here. I want to put this up uh, from from Andy Margaret. Uh, thank you. This is so sweet. Um, thank you for for this kind kind comment. Uh, you're the you're, you're the absolute best. Thank you. Um, oh, thank you. Let's get to. Uh, let's see here where we're at. Um, Tiffany, uh, you know, Tiffany, I, I loved seeing this because I don't see many Rogers, um, without the D, um, you know, so it's very cool to see a fellow, uh, Rogers ROG. We may be related. Yeah. We may be related. I love that. Uh, so Tiffany, thank you for being with us tonight. Um, Tiffany's question is vitamins to help with lymphatic buildup in arms. I have lymph nodes removed and I'm noticing swelling five years after surgery. Doc, what's your thoughts on this? I don't know why pycnogenol comes from my brain, but, um, you know, I, I would definitely take the whole gamut of all the recommended um, vitamins as well, especially the ones that have some anti-inflammatory uh, antioxidant properties, uh, like the flavonoid class of, of drugs, uh, the, the green tea, is certainly a, one that I think would help. I like lymphatic massage. I like jumping on the mini trampoline. I have one right back in my workout room that I think really helps build up. Mm -hmm. But, um, and there's various ways to do lymphatic drainage. Some of the massage therapists are well-trained in it. Um, and some of them use electrical currents for it. Um, they almost look like light bulbs. I've seen it done. Um, so, I'd say the drainage, I would say the manual drainage is going to work better than anything. Even, you know, with uh, brushing, skin brushing helps. But I, I would, I don't know of any others that come to mind other than the ones I would ordinarily recommend that are uh, anti-inflammatory in nature. But, um, you know, moving that lymphatic fluid mm. manually, I think is the best strategy. Uh, Tiffany, I hope that helps. Thank you for putting that question in there. Uh, let's get to, let's, let's see here, where am I at? Um, I'm going to put this up from Justin. Thank you for this. Uh, uh, love the episode. Cool. Super cool. I, I love that, Justin. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Um, let's see where we're at. Um, guys, if I've missed you, I apologize. This is Roel here. Uh, lately, there have been bad press on Met. Foreman, uh, any thoughts on why? What's your thoughts on this? There's always good and bad with metformin. You can look at any one time, and you'll have great things about metformin, and then you'll have negative comments about metformin. You know, I mean, metformin is not an innocuous drug mm. for sure. Um, you know, it can definitely cause side effects. Uh, the most common, of course, is diarrhea, loose stools at least. Um, but it also can deplete your your B vitamins. It can deplete CoQ10. Um, you know, so, and a lot of people think, well, this 
prevents cancer. Some people say it may increase your risk of cancer. So there's a lot of, I mean, different studies show different things on this and I'm as confused as anybody. You know, I, I prefer taking berberine myself just because um, I don't get the side effects of. Are, are you still with us? I, I think, I think Izzy just uh, unplugged, uh, unplugged the earphones. There we go. She just about ripped my ears off. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, Did you? so there's good and bad, there's good and bad things with um with metformin i mean if you read a lot of the alternative treatments for cancer almost every one of them uh thinks you should use metformin it's very anti-cancer in that way um so i mean there's always good and bad press on metformin if you look at a lot of the longevity experts um you know as far as living longer, metformin is always at the, the mainstay. That that and rapamycin, yeah, you know, are the two mainstays with that. And uh, there's another one called acarbos. It's probably even better than metformin uh, for longevity benefits, um, especially combined with rapamycin. But the unfortunate thing about acarbos, it's a lot more GI side effects than metformin. I mean, there's not many people that can tolerate it on the GI tract. It's the, the, the word for, for that is precose. We used to use it some, for, it's for diabetics. It really works great for diabetics, but it, it really kind of causes fermentation. It blocks carbohydrates from being absorbed in your colon and it ferments them. So you get terrible gas and you know, a lot of GI stuff. Um, but man, it's a great longevity drug. Um, I'd probably be taking that myself if it weren't for the side effects. I haven't tried it. I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to, mm. but metformin, you know, I'm just kind of hoping that because of the mechanisms that metformin's proposed to work for longevity, mainly by helping overcome insulin resistance that, um, you know, that it does prolong life and, um, you know, helps cancer as well. So if I had to lean any way right now, and I read a lot about this, I read a lot of longevity studies. I read, you know, I look at Atia. Uh, I, I listen to a an article about the uh, acarbose metformin rapamycin this past weekend uh, through one of the A four A four M lectures uh, in Vegas recently, and very pro metformin. Um, and if you look at a list, a list of the supplements that most of those experts on longevity take, metformin is on most of them. Um, rapamycin is certainly the heavy hitter. So, you know, I'm not against metformin at all. Um, I don't think it causes cancer. I think it more leans toward preventing cancer. But, um, you know, see, certainly in making a decision, see if you, you can tolerate it first on your, on your gut. And, um, but it's, it's a really great question. And that's a, that's a great, great question because there is, I'll see great things and I'll see bad things the same day on it. Um, those are, it's, it's different schools of thought on that. 
Roel, um, thank you so much for putting that in there. Uh, we're going to be talking more and more about metformin. Um, as Doc said, there's uh, different stuff coming out all the time. So uh, thank if, you. If for you're insulin-resistant, I mean, I'd, I'd get on it. Got if it. you're doing great and have no reason to, you know, you might not want to do it. Um, Roel, I, I hope that helps, man. Uh, thank you so much. I, Sandy, I see you. Great to see you in here. Thank you so much. Uh, let's get to, to Stephen here. Uh, happy birthday from the patents. That's so sweet. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, I'm starting third week of Culipta, uh, Culipta, yeah. and I have had no migraines thanks to you and Katie's recommendation. Are there any long-term side effects with Culipta? Huge shout out to Katie there. Uh, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, Culipta is a good drug. It's a daily prophylactic medication for migraines, and it seems to work pretty well. Um, Matter of fact, the rep came in today. Um, so, yeah, and Katie certainly, um, I don't think she'd mind me telling you, she has migraines and she gives a lot of my patients uh, great recommendations. I think she's tried most of the interventions and uh, still gets some of them. And uh, so, yeah, that's fantastic. I think uh, I can't tell you the exact mechanism that it works by right off the top of my head, but um, it seems to really cut down on the number of headaches. There's a lot of different modalities from uh, Imgaldi injections once a month to Botox, a ton of Botox in your scalp and neck to, gosh, everything. Uh, top, you know, there's been Topamax. There's been all kinds of beta blockers. You know, they try everything in the world. But what I will tell you, if you have migraines, there's a lot of new stuff that's out. Yep. I tried all. There's even a new nasal spray for acute. Um, I forget the name of it, but um, it's brand new. But it, uh, according to Katie, it, it just stings and sm tastes and smells terrible, but it knocks it out really quick, um, way quicker than uh, the new Kids on the Block, which is Nurtec and uh, Ubrelvi. Mm. So, but uh, Culipta seems to be the one that has the less side effects um, for prophylaxis that I've seen right now. Oh, good. And long-term side effects, I don't know. It hadn't been out that long. So, um, you know, if you can believe what the rep tells you, it's safe. So uh, it's hard to say. Just like there's, there's really, like even Ozempic, there's really, we haven't used it for long-term yet. Um, but certainly the, the benefits of it of Ozempic seems like it far outweighs the risk in most people. And right. if you start getting GI side effects from it, stop it. But um, certainly there's been a lot of bad press on that too. Yeah. Recently on Ozempic when it's a great drug and it's not for everybody, but um, a lot of the new studies, you know, really um, said it really is very, brings about a 30% reduction in uh, cardiac events you know, overall and can reverse non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So again, we're talking about Ozempic, uh, Monjarno class, but uh, um, so stay tuned. If it's working, try it. And then um, maybe wean off of it if, if you're, if they're gone. Sometimes if you put something into remission, you can wean off the medication. Uh, Stephen, thank you so much for that question on Q-Lipta there. Great question around migraines. Uh, we're going to get to Kristen here. 
Uh, aside from the Cleveland panel, what would be your next recommendation as far as general health testing for a 40-year-old female currently on thyroid meds? Uh, it seems she's seeing Fran at the Johnson City location. That's awesome. Uh, Fran is the absolute best. Uh, so thank you for putting that in there. Um, this is a great question, Doc. Um, what's kind of that next that next step? Uh, it seems that she's doing great. Um, you know, wants to keep doing great, stay healthy. Forty years old, currently on thyroid meds. Um, what's your thoughts on this? You know, the Cleveland is so encompassing that it really covers most of the stuff. But yes, it depends. I mean, if you're feeling great and don't need to other tests, then you don't have to over test or anything. I don't believe in over testing or over treating, but certainly that's the best screening test that I've seen so far. Um, you know, there's other things you can check though. I mean, if you really want to take a deep dive on your thyroid, you can always do an expanded thyroid panel. Uh, you know, you get reverse T3 and TPO, antithyroid globulin antibodies because see, you know, monitor your, um, uh, your response to the medication that you're taking uh, and tampening down that autoimmune uh, Hashimoto's titer. But um, certainly um, keep a close eye on your hormones being 40 years old because they're going to start getting a little wacky in the next 10 years. So keep an eye on those. Um, but sometimes I do, I do a lot of gut testing. If you have any gut problems, you know, look at your, the, GI map and, and see if you've got any anything there that could lead to problems down the road. Again, a lot of what we're talking about screening tests. Um, uh, sometimes I like to do food allergy testing just to just to look at that. And sometimes I'll even recommend some genetic testing um, to look at that. And again, there's a couple of genetic tests on the Cleveland, the APOE and the uh, MTHFR genes, which are important, but sometimes you can even do a 23andMe and see what some of your other uh, genetics look like. Uh, sometimes you can be opening up a can of worms with that, but, um, you know, for example, if you have the MTHFR mutation, you might want to look at, look at your COMT uh, gene. That's very important. Um, but so gut mapping, genetic testing, um, you know, the, a lot of the future, another test that you could consider getting is a salivary test to determine which medicines that you react to better yeah. and those that you should stay away from. We used to do a lot of that, but the insurance companies quit taking it. And there were some kind of nefarious companies that got into that and they weren't that accurate, but I found it to be pretty useful, um, you know, from a, a standpoint of if I have to use a medicine, which one your DNA would be better at breaking down and, and processing. Um, but certainly, you know, when you get in your 40s, you need to start thinking about looking at your colon. Colon cancer is coming at an earlier age. Um, and a lot of it has to do with the environment we, we're in. Certainly you could always check heavy metals um, and look at that if you're worried about it, exposures. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of stuff you could do, um, but certainly the Cleveland's by far the best one to do. Uh, 
if you have risk factors, sometimes I'll get a, a CT calcium scoring for your heart. Look at that. Um, keep an eye on your skin. Skin cancers are the most common type of cancers, not cancer killers, but most common type of cancer, skin cancer. Um, so those are some of the things you could think about doing, but certainly you're getting the best when you get that Cleveland. Uh, I, I love that question. It was so uh, prevention oriented. So, so thank you for putting that in there. You could always get a Dutch test, yeah. you know, which tells us a lot of stuff about how your body metabolizes uh, different forms of estrogen and neurotransmitters. That's another thing you can look at. Uh, through different testing, salivary testing for neurotransmitters. You could do an expanded vitamin uh, mineral panel to see if you're deficient in other uh, vitamins or minerals like zinc, manganese, vitamin A. You know, I've done that one on myself, just an expanded vitamin panel. Um, Kristen, thank you so much for that. And we're going to keep going here. I want to get to as many as we can. Uh, we're going to we're going to cut it off here just shortly here. Um, I'm going to put this up for, from Jeff. Um, one, this is just so kind. Uh, thank you for putting this in there. It means, uh, it means hey, a Jeff. lot to us. Um, thank oh, you. Oh, great. Thank you, Jeff. Um, all right, let's keep going here. I see uh, Leslie's question, uh, and then I'll get to Lisa. I see you, Lisa. Um, are you seeing a lot of pneumonia right now or symptoms that mimic pneumonia? What's your thoughts on this for Leslie? Um, you know, well, I haven't seen a ton of pneumonia right now. To, to diagnose pneumonia, I like to get a chest X-ray to prove it. Now, you go to a lot of places, they're going to do a blood test for walking pneumonia, which is mycoplasm. So they may, they may do this blood test on you to run your bill up and tell you you have walking pneumonia. Almost everybody's going to turn positive for mycoplasm if they've been exposed to it, which most people have. So I don't really think that's a great um, infectious disease test. Um, so not really, you know, we're not, we're just not seeing the complications that we saw with COVID two years ago. We're seeing a ton of it. Then of course, we're just not seeing any more than usual. You know, um, I've diagnosed a few cases this, this winter, but not near like before. Um, and sim symptoms that mimic pneumonia is bronchitis. So I'm one that treats, I, I like to treat early. I don't like to say, oh, that's probably viral. If it's not better in a week, you know, we'll, we'll think about treating you. I like to start treatment early. Um, Leslie, I hope that helps. It's a great timely question. Thank you so much. Um, let's get to Lisa here. I want to help Lisa out. She, uh, Lisa always shares the, uh, the show. Thank you so much. Uh, I was admitted to Indian Path Hospital four days last week for low potassium, low calcium, anemia, and my creatinine kinase was almost 1,000. Do you think it's because of uh, my 120-pound weight loss and 23-hour fasting? Uh, Lisa's had uh, significant weight loss here. She's gotten off insulin, I believe. Uh, the hospitalist doesn't know why the uh, CK level is so high. Muscle breakdown is happening. Thinking autoimmune, what's your thoughts? Uh, we're thinking about you, Lisa. Thank you for being here. Um, yeah, gosh. What's your wow, thoughts on I'm this? I'm sorry to hear that. Um, um, certainly, hopefully, you're not on a statin that could cause that. Um, you know, usually when the CK gets that high, it does indicate some kind of muscle damage. I've seen it happen after too much exercise. Um, I've seen it happen after after you have pneumonia, like we just talked about. But it sounds like your electrolytes got out of balance. Um, 
you know, again, you may have been too fastidious about it um, with the fasting. Some people can't tolerate fasting like that. So obviously you don't need to be doing it right now. Um, and, and hopefully um, the CK levels will go down. You know, we used to check those. We looked at different forms of CK, like if it's an MB band or, um, or an MM band. Uh, now they have troponin levels to look for cardiac damage. Um, it, it'd be, I, I bet it's because your electrolytes were off and you, you were fasting. So if you, if you got those corrected and you're, you know, you're not uh, fasting right now, I bet you return to normal pretty soon. Just make sure they recheck those levels. Now there's some autoimmune diseases that can do it like dermatomyositis and that, you know, which is a really harsh one on with muscle breakdown. So you always have to think about, is it, is it dietary? Is it, is it from medications? Um, and certainly statin, which you probably hope, hopefully you're not on the statin, but that would be the first thing that would jump out at not, me. Not on statin. Any, any new medicines that you've tried. Um, but sounds like to me, you got your electrolytes all unbalanced and, you know, your muscles started probably trying to pump out some. Um, and that's what happened. Um, and your body kind of, you know, through your fasting, uh, your muscles were breaking down um, and kind of chewing on their own, on your own muscles and putting out that uh, CK level. So hopefully um, you'll, you'll get back to normal. And again, don't, you've lost that much weight. So just, you know, don't think you can keep on doing that at that rate. And so you may hold on the fasting for right now and uh, replenish your electrolytes and, um, you know, continue a reasonable diet. Really interesting. Um, and if you're out, look at your medications too, you know, hopefully your liver and pancreas tests were normal. Um, and if certainly if you're on the GLP ones, uh, probably hold off on them for a little bit. Uh, Lisa, thank you so much. And, and guys, what I'm going to do, uh, we're going to do just a couple real quick ones here, and I'm going to make sure I write down the ones uh, that we didn't get to. We're going to uh, have to, to call an evening. Uh, I tell you what, I appreciate you guys so much uh, for being here. I'm going to make sure, uh, make sure you come next week. We'll be here Tuesday, 7 p.m. We'll answer any ones that we didn't get to tonight. I know there's so many great questions in here I did not get to. Uh, I want to put this up from Sandy. Uh, real quick, I want to try one of your CBD gummies. Which one would you recommend for me as I've never tried them? Um, do you have like a good beginner yeah. one? Well, yeah, we have different ones for different reasons. There's a lot of different formulations of CBD. Um, if, if you just want it for a little bit of pep energy, take the, take the energy one. If you uh, can't sleep, take the nighttime gummy. Um, the one you got to be careful with, uh, which is actually the one we sell most of, but one I did not like at all, is the Delta 8. Because the Delta 8 yep. actually has a little bit of CBD in it. And I did not like that. I just, it made me, my heart race. So I'd be cautious. I probably would not use the, the Delta 8. Uh, the it's, it's a red one. So, but the other ones, the, the muscle and joint one too, if you have a lot of aches and pains, if you're like me, you know, you're, you're getting a little age on you and 
you know, Sam, I, there's no way Sandy can be as old as I am, even though <laughs> I think she, she may be close. I don't know. She's a 50. She, she's not, she's now. not nearly your age. I know, I know I'm that. I'm thinking she was born in 55 like I was. They just <laughs> stuck in my head. If that's true, put it on there, Sandy, because that makes I have a great memory. I'm not uh, getting dementia. If you were born in 1955, put it on there. Just you know what? I, I'm going to do this because uh, she actually put this in there uh, earlier tonight. Uh, five months older to the T. So it's, it, she is, See, I she, told you she's 55 she was born in 55. Yep. That's yeah. Sandy's a great nurse and she's very healthy. Looks way younger than I do. I love so that. probably the one I like is the, the muscle and joint because I tend to have the stiff back, you know? So then if you just can't sleep, try the nighttime one. Um, uh, thank you for, so. for putting that in there, Sandy. I want to make sure I get, uh, uh, Glenn on LinkedIn because I uh, one I, I really appreciate uh, you connecting with with Doc on LinkedIn and uh, I know fembendazole's uh, something that's uh, been a kind of a wild topic. I don't know if um, how quickly you can answer this for Glenn um, and and I, I know you know fembendazole has some. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen it to have a lot of side effects. You know, again, it's an alternative treatment in addition to the. Uh, traditional treatments for cancer. Some people take it prophylactically, but, um, you know, they're studying it in a lot of, you know, Ivy League type places. Um, you know, if it doesn't upset your gut microbiome, which is possible, I think it's, it's safe. Um, so I'm a big fan of it. Um, you know, but again, I always think, why are you taking it? You have a legitimate reason to take it or mabendazole. You know, mabendazole is the human form of it. Femendazole is more, you get it through animal sources, but it's, the thing about mabendazole, it's just a tiny bit different, but mabendazole is unbelievably expensive. Nobody could afford it really, but it's say, you know, mabendazole, we, we treat little kids with pinworms with it. So femendazole, although it's geared more towards the, uh, animal kingdom treatment them dogs and things. Uh, you know, it's an anti-parasite drug. I certainly, if it was me, I would take that over mudbendazole just because of the affordability. And I just, I've, I have a lot of people on it, and I hardly ever have anybody complain about it. Of course, you're gonna, it's kind of, it's gonna get downgraded like uh, ivermectin was, of course. You know, as being a, a dewormer. Um, even though it's a great medicine that's it's treated millions of people for different reasons. So um, in the UK, it's pennies on the Fembin. Yeah, Fembin's not expensive. Mubbendazole here is really expensive. Though. Uh, it might be talking mm -hmm. about Mubbendazole uh, over in the UK. Oh, um, well, yeah, it's but, expensive uh, here. Well, man, uh, Glenn, thank you so much for that. And thank you again for, for, for asking the question around that and, uh, and being with us tonight. Um, Cool. It's Femben or Mabin is uh, is cheap. Uh, guys, I, right. I know um, Doc has to. He's got a a, a little a, a small little. Uh, uh, is it a birthday party? We're, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that he gets to um, celebrate a little bit tonight. A birthday party. <laughs> uh, Doc, I tell you what, I appreciate the dogs it. are coming. Uh, I appreciate the time tonight. I, I'm seeing questions that I missed. I know I missed. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, one, thank you so much, Dee. That's so sweet. Um, 
Uh, Thank Allison's you. Allison's wishing a, a, a happy birthday as well. Emily, uh, our wonderful <laughs> I'd like to go to Tinsley Bible. It was, it's, it was great. Good seeing you there that day. <laughs> and there's, uh, there's Ike. Um, this is called Man's Best Friend. <laughs> when everybody else fails you, this guy's going to be there. <laughs> Um, hey, I, 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 we're going to make sure we get uh, all the questions we did not get to tonight, um, and we'll get to those next week. We're here Tuesday, 7, uh, 7 to 8, uh, for the Performance Medicine Show, answering your health and wellness question. Uh, Dad, I'll tell you what, man. Happy birthday. I love you so much. Um, love you too, man. Thanks. We had a good one. Um, there's Izzy Appreciate right there. Everything. Appreciate all the well wishes. This is Izzy, and she's not going to leave me either. She's with me. <laughs> Uh, happy birthday, man. Honestly, hey, thank you. like it's, thank you. it's so cool that I get to do this with you on your birthday, uh, with, with all of our friends here tonight. Uh, thank you all for hanging out with us. Uh, like I said, if I, if I missed you, we'll get to it next week. I promise. Uh, I apologize for missing some questions. Um, we'll be back Tuesday, seven o'clock for the performance message show. Doc, I love you, man. Love you too. Thanks for all the happy birthdays. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.